So we wanted to give you the opportunity to reflect a little bit on a couple of themes um, as we begin this retreat together. And the way that we can do this is I'll ask, um, I'll reflect a little bit, ask a question, and you can use the writing as a way of just spontaneously responding as little or as much as you like. So we're not going to call out into the room this time. Um, and again, it's a practice. You'll get the hang of it over time like any practice. So the theme that we thought it would be good for us to look at, um, you don't have to take notes for this, but you're welcome to. But you can also let yourself just sense into what shows up. Maybe if I make it clear, I'll speak for about five minutes, then I'll get you to answer a question. Um, yeah, we thought that it would be useful at the beginning of the retreat to explore, given that you are all experienced yogis, explore what you know about yourself and how you show up in retreats. What kind of patterning shows up for you when you come to a retreat, when you sit on the cushion, when you get up in the morning, when you go to the work period, when you go to the walking or don't go to the walking, when you eat in the dining room, when you're in those spaces where nothing is scheduled and what happens there? The reason that we want to look is to shed light, to start to shed a light <clears throat> on the patterning. Another way that w word for patterning in the tradition is karma, karmic formations. Patterning is not bad. We've got to really get that one. And yet there is some patterning that leads toward more happiness and some patterning that doesn't, that leads away, where we feel stuck or, you know, we get into a repetitive cycle where not only is it um, uh, no happiness there, it also doesn't lead onward, right? So, anyone want me to clarify that before we go on? Is that reasonably clear? Do you all have a sense of the kind, well you, you will do in a minute if you've never thought about it before, the kinds of ways you show up, for example, um, okay first thing, we have to put any inner critic at the door here, right, because patterning is not bad, we need patterning actually. Patterning is very relevant and necessary, but we're interested to shed light here so we can find out for ourselves which patterning leads onward and which does not. For example, I once remember a story from Larry Rosenberg. I used to live at the center in North America where he teaches and he said he noticed a pattern amongst his yogis. He often had these very bright, 
people from Harvard coming to his retreats. And um, he said he noticed after a while the staff let him know that there was a real big issue around the work period, that there was this particular bunch of people that said, no, I have to do the knife sharpening. <laughs> no, that's my job. I always do the knife sharpening, and that's what I need to, you know, for my retreat. So he kind of uh, busted that one and get, get made the jobs pre-ascribed for them. For some, it might be fine to ask. Yeah, I'd really like to do the the, work, the knife sharpening. I don't think we have that here, is it? You do it. <laughs> Does it work for you? <laughs> yeah. You know, and all the, the so for whatever reason, what it, whatever it was with those guys, I think at that point he had such a relationship with the witch he where he put them into the toilet cleaning department, <laughs> not not as a punishment, and that's not relevant for everybody, but just as just as there was enough support, inner support and outer support that they could bust that. Let's find out. Let's really inquire there. Find out what is that. And we can be attached to things, right? That's what we're looking at here. So, um, I think rather than give all the examples, what I'll do is introduce a different arena and give you a few minutes with each arena just to see what comes. Right? Um, so I'll highlight an arena, let's say, I'll say, uh, work period is a good example. I won't do it, but not just yet. Give me another minute. I'll say, tell me a way. Hold on, I, I wrote it down here. I thought about it earlier. Let's see if I can find my words. Um, oh, yeah. It will be, and I'll tell you how you work with these questions. Tell me something you recognize about yourself in the blank. It will be work period, it will be walking meditation, it will be various themes I introduce. Tell me something you recognize about yourself in the, from your retreat history, from the person you've become. Wait one sec, one, one more sec. Some of you, it's great. <laughs> Keen to do it. Keen to get going. Um, The way these practices originated were often in pairs, right? So that somebody would repeatedly ask you, tell me, tell me something you recognize about yourself in the work period, and you'd say it out loud to that person. The articulation is part of being able to shed light. Here the articulation will be via the conceptual through the pen. Right? That's, your, that's your articulation. Some of you may have uh, issues with writing. You know, I know a friend of mine, it's a really a big deal for him to move into writing mode. There's all kinds of pain and different things arising there. So just to be respectful to where you are, um, you might have lots to write, you might have little to write, you might draw a picture. I don't know, you can use it how you like, something that helps you shed light, right? And we're not saying you have to now not do these things. I mean, Larry did that with the knife sharpening because that was relevant at the time for the, that particular couple of people. It's not now you have to do the opposite. It's let's bring awareness there. Let's find out about that. Let's bring a kind, interested investigation to find out what patterns lead onward and what patterns do not lead onward. Okay. 
Okay, so shall we let's start with a work period? We may as well. And I'll, there'll be a few minutes of silence. So, and I'm saying tell me because that's the formulation when they were in relationship. It's really the same as saying tell yourself. Right, let this come to awareness. Tell me something you recognize about yourself in the work period. And, and breathe as you go. So it's not an opportunity for your inner critic to go, oh my God, I'm so attached. You know. Aha, uh -huh, yeah. Gosh, I know. And I'll, I'll do a, I'll say a couple of things, but you just keep going. Oh, I notice. I really get irritated when people work beyond the bell. I feel like I'm supposed to. And I'm neither free to carry on working and I'm not free to leave. I feel caught in this. Oh, that's interesting. And just keep breathing. Sensing. Some of it will be things you already know. Some might be new light shed. Tell me something you recognize about yourself in the work period. Maybe it's the way you hold the broom when you're sweeping. It <coughs> took me ages to figure out I was holding the broom so tight. <coughs> Moving that dust. It's like, oh, okay, what's that showing me? Nothing. I'm just doing a good job. Oh, really? Okay. Let's find out what's going on. And keep breathing so that one of the skills and practices is that our articulation can come from our presence also. Not just out loud articulation, but conceiving, conceptualizing. And it's not a confessional either. It's not that you're confessing your sins. It's like points to maybe pick up at some point to look into while it's happening in that moment when you're holding the broom. another half a minute or so if anything arises.
just letting yourself finish that thought. to rest breathing and finding out what's going on in your body if you haven't found out yet because there can be another whole patterning we bring to writing written exercises of course we're probably mostly trained in that from school and right any anxiety getting it right <clears throat> these will not be marked investigation has to feel very free and the joy can come so I'm picking out different arenas it's like in these arena we can now contemplate here but also when you're in the work period you can contemplate contemplate as I understand it has that piece of the word um, it's related to the word temple right something it's got a boundary around it we give an arena certain boundary around something and then within that arena things can become illuminated. right? If it's just I'm going to be aware in my whole life, it, it can be a little broad to start with for most of us. We give a specific arena, and in that template, in that template, that one hour between 8.15 and 9.15, or 1.30 and 2.30, ah, yes, there's a practical need, and let me contemplate. Let's see what gets illuminated here. Then it's very interesting. Arena number two. <clears throat> Tell me something you recognize. Uh, so just before you begin, I'll give one example. Shall I give examples or not? I'll give examples. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give one example. So the area I'm going to uh, refer to is arena number two can be oh, just, it's so rich isn't it what happens every moment we can wake up to something here um, let's do the schedule the relationship to the schedule right I'll give an example first so for myself um, yeah, right at the beginning of my practice. So probably you've moved on in, if you, if from this insight, maybe. But I think it, self shows up in different ways. I remember right in the beginning there was, in relation to the schedule, firstly there's an, oh my God, how am I going to do it all? There's, there was also a something where a belief constructed around, oh, I'm just a 30-minute yogi. I'm someone who sits for 30 minutes and I kind of believed it for a while so that the 45 minutes sitting 
uh, at 30 minutes I'd kind of just space out a bit and think, yeah, that's, that's, but that's who I am. There was no questioning. It was simply, that's the truth. You know, it's, we think things are the truth. Um, yeah. So tell me something you recognize about yourself in relation to the schedule. Without making any of them right or wrong. It's just something, oh yeah, I see that. Ah. Hmm. Keep breathing. And if you've got an exam training from school, we're not usually trained to have mindfulness of body while we're doing our A levels. Right? O levels. 11 plus. So take your time. Take your time. Respect where you are. Breathe a little. This isn't an exam. might be patterns like I never do the sitting before breakfast okay okay but let's find out how come is it something that leads onward or something that's just old an old idea Finish that thought. There's always more. With regard to the schedule, I remember one yogi told me it took her quite a long time to recognize this. 
that as soon as she meant entered the meditation hall, it was downstairs one, it was over the period of a, a month retreat, she noticed a rigidity start to set in, which she later called her Dharma fascist. And it was a way that something came into the hall with a kind of a... Basically, the kindness disappeared. And the, 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 the wish for deepening and going further got coalesced in something very hard and tight and unforgiving, as she noticed. Yeah. So then she could start to look at it, find out, wow, how does that start? Is it before I get to the hall? Is it when the bell goes? Is it... Right? To start to, once things start to come to light, we can get interested. Okay. Was that just number two? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you want to do next? <laughs> You'll probably see arenas arising for you where you want to go, but we'll do that in a minute. I'll give you a few more in sequence. What about, um, tell me something you recognize your, uh, about yourself in the non-scheduled periods where there's nothing to do as such. Tell me something you recognize about yourself in the non-scheduled periods, so between wake-up and sitting, after breakfast if you're not working, till the 9.30, the lunch period, which we have a longer one than usual today, around tea, when the schedule's finished at night. What happens to you? What do you start to notice? What patterns are helpful for you, which ones are just sort of a little unconscious. Sometimes I'd find myself hanging around the washing up area when there was nothing to do. I found it kind of comforting for some strange reason. <laughs> One of the reasons was I used to say there was a bucket there that used to be there that had a written on it old used tea towels or dirty tea towels or something and I'd written it about five years before it was still there and I felt some resonance with the bucket you know it's kind of sad and sweet and tender and a little lost Maybe you're not like a hungry ghost. Maybe you're more military in the open periods. I know what I'm doing. I always do this. Off I go. Okay. Good. Let's find out about that. I mean, I didn't hang around for very long in case somebody saw me. There's another pattern right there.
Finishing that thought. Or if it doesn't finish, sometimes, you know, the, the thoughts come. Letting that theme start to come to rest. Take a moment to breathe. I think part of why some of us like coming on retreats is to be able to let go of the whole realm of articulation and words and writing. I think we appreciate that and it's beautiful. So there can be a patterning around. You might see yourself really working hard now or I don't know, whatever you see. or resistant, or I can't do it. Okay. So with regard, very interesting one, um, I'll just make a short reflection around the walking meditation before you begin. So just pause for a moment. Um, it's so easy for a hierarchy to develop and it makes sense because all the statues, none of them, not many of them are walking. In fact, I don't even know if we've got any walking Buddhas here. Do we? They do have, it, it is actually a very clearly iconized image, um, the walking standing Buddha, but I don't know we have any here. One in the Dana area. Standing, but not walking. <laughs> Needs a little wind-up. <laughs> a bit walking. But yeah, in the standing. Um, and, you know, sitting is where it's at. That can really be a certain pattern, which I had. Um, maybe completely different for you. Maybe that you actually prefer the walking. Maybe that you're always outside, you're always indoors. Fine, no problem, but let's find out. Let's just find out. So tell me something you recognize about yourself in relation to walking meditation. And you might even get some clues by what's arising in you as I ask the question. There might even be resistance. Oh, well, that's not a very interesting arena to contemplate, walking. Since then, you can get lots of clues from what arises right now.
Are you breathing? Are you in your seat of meditation? No judgment if you're not. It's just interesting. Okay. So letting that thought. Rest. <clears throat> you know, these each arena also might illuminate all the reactivity, might illuminate layer of hindrances, patterns that are skillful, patterns that are not, layers of reactivity. All of it. Let's find out. Um, next one. Tell me something you recognize about yourself in relation to sitting meditation. You know, you might be a, someone who tends toward a tougher effort or a looser effort. You know, more like that woman was talking about her, what became the fascist, the Dharma fascist, but the kind of, right, this is what I'm doing here, right. Or we might tend more to, oh, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Anything can happen here. Just, just it's like a, the, the, that's the sort of effort question, but anything else you notice? Anything else you notice? Tending towards spacing out or tending toward putting pressure on our experience. Or things we notice about our body, our mind. Our views about what should happen. Or we think we'd like to happen. had so much experience you could probably write an article just letting that one start to drop away this is just this isn't you know we're just kind of opening this question there'll be plenty more opportunity also a breath. <laughs> See where you are right now in relation to those two things we talked about last night, the steam train 
the locomotive going forward and the openness and the receptivity right now. short one <clears throat> if you've been on retreats or doesn't have to just be retreats but in knowing yourself in relation to when there's periods of comments and questions and answers and all that whole realm which is this whole whole realm what do you recognize about yourself in that realm again completely free to find out Yeah. Do we have a spare pen? We've got our pen. <laughs> She's just good, thanks. So, yeah. very sensitive some of these things as we start to shine light on patterning there it can be very sensitive with regard to this one I noticed a, a very strong pattern of I firstly I never asked anything or said anything but um, what was curious then when I came to listen to Dharma talks on tape in the library there was no one around and the teacher would say, has anyone got any questions? My body went into fear. And I wasn't even on a retreat. It's just a trigger. It was a trigger. Right? Might be completely different for you. Might be very at home there. Beautiful. Nothing you should or shouldn't be. I hope you really get that. Go gently as you write. Sometimes exposing these things, uh, yeah, it needs our both our clarity, but also a lot of kindness and compassion for ourself, dear one, with all of what we bring. And then for me, the the dying part, the dying to my or working with the patterning, became feeling that urge. Actually, sometimes I did want to ask something. My patterning wouldn't let me. So then you got a pressure, right? But I 
naturally the being wants to ask. We're curious beings. But the patterning wouldn't let me, so there's a whole other little thing to work with right there. And not that I should push through or be something else. Beautiful art of clarity and tenderness. <coughs> And letting that one fade for now. How are you doing? Is it enough already? Yeah. How about... <coughs> is that all right for the ladies at the back to have a window? <coughs> just just uh, take a pause to see where you are in this particular process of questions. Is it... Yeah, let's just hear from anyone who wants to one word of where you find yourself right now. Let's just hear what kind of the quality of mind like right now. Anybody? Closed, open, excited self-critical, um, curious, vulnerable. vulnerable and fascinated, yeah. Humorous. Hmm? Humorous. Humorous, yeah. Humorous, yeah. It's all of it, isn't it, with ourself? It's, it's a tender, vulnerable area. Can be, we can, as the light shines, it can also be humorous and fascinating, all of it. <coughs> Stimulated, uh-huh. So respecting where you are, because these arenas are endless. <laughs> arenas are endless. Contemplation is endless. We don't have to do it all right now. So there are a couple more arenas I want to mention, but please stay respectful to where you are. And that may mean writing some more, and it may mean not writing. Right. One is around something you recognize about yourself in relation to goals for this retreat. Of course there are goals. I mean, of course there's an orientation or else we wouldn't come. But let's see what you see and what serves and what maybe doesn't serve. So we're not making goals the enemy or goals the God here. 
How do we hold the goals? What are our goals, even? Or is our goal to be goalless? Or is our goal to let go of goals? And just <coughs> or is our goal to finally have a goal? Rob was giving me a personal reflection. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. He said another thing we could add in. Yeah, are you tight around your goals? I thought he was asking me, was I feeling a little tight right now? <laughs> so I took it as a question. I was like, mm, okay, let me check. <laughs> Both are good. Because he asked it compassionately, I could reflect on myself. It wasn't like, are you tight right now? Like, oh, am I? I think so. Okay. And letting that thought come to fade even if it has a lot of momentum and juice in it, I'm sure there's more you will see. And let the sentence end, book come to rest, pen. I recommend pen out of hand. There's another template. Really, just, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to rush that. But we're heading toward the, ah, the template I didn't mention. <laughs> Any of you not know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Food, dinner, lunch. We don't need to go there right now. I mean, you will anyway. You, we can't help it once we start to wake up. It's like we see, don't we? We see. We start to see, and hopefully, we start to question kindly. Oh, what a journey! <laughs> And what freedom also possible here. So let's just sit for a minute together. practice of consciously reflecting like this is different actually than meditation um, there's a place for both of course and you may notice some more reflections trickling through because in a way we've opened up that door we've said yeah reflect here 
So over lunch you may see some reflections coming, in, and that's fine. And then at a certain point you might notice where they just start spinning round themselves again, right? Repeating or trying to get some more juice out of it, or just let them go. Let them go, and then we can trust that the reflections we need come when they come. if we start to prefer reflection to sitting. Just see that? And if there are any benefits from our reflection together that arise here or further along the Great Way, may they be for the benefit of you, your love, for freedom, truth, in the knowledge that that can't help but ripple out, invariably connects us with all beings. We can't help it. And enjoy your lunch. Thanks for your participation. Okay, so we'll meet back at 3.15. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.